Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hey everybody, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. We were supposed to have a new episode for you today, but I caught the COVID and it's not so great. But what we do have for you is an episode that I had the lovely pleasure of DMing for a new show called Space Podity, a D&D Spelljammer actual play. It features, well, this episode is largely featured within the Dungeons & Dragons world, but it features past guest of Dungeons & Dragons, Lindsay Bowen, who played Nampon 9. So it's a bit of a spin-off kicking off in our world. And guess what? There's a whole bunch of Hillop backstory. This kicks off a four-episode arc that I got to DM for this crew as they launch their new show into the wild, wild world. It's not going to be all in dungeons. Uh, what happens is they bring in, they crash land into a podcast. And the DM of that podcast gets to take them on an adventure through the world, building out lore, building out story, building out Hillop and Flamekin's adventure. Oh yeah, Flamekin's is there too. So listen to episode one right now in the feed, and then make sure you go and subscribe to Space Podity. Episode two is available now, and they release new episodes every couple weeks. So you'll get episode three and four like pretty much before September's done. That's pretty friggin' sweet. Space Podity, a D&D Spelljammer actual play, features our good friend Lindsay Bowen, Nampon 9, and some other amazing folks like Janelle Yee, Nahara Nichelle, Joel Marsh Garland, and me. That's, that's me, Russ Moore. Okay, here's the episode. I promise, next week, I will feel better, and we will get you back into the adventure. We have so many in the can. I need to get them out. Okay, Space Podity. Space Oddity, starring Lazra, Asimar, Warlock, Gray, Minotaur, Valorbar, Roxy, Wood Elf, Rogue, Druid, Nanpa 9, Auto Rune Knight. Hello and welcome to Space Podity. We are an actual play D&D podcast in the Spelljammer setting where four adventurers visit the world of other D&D podcasts under the guidance of the show's DM or GM. This week, we are proud to be hosted by Russ Moore from Dungeons and & Dragons and Facing Fate and other shows. But first, let's introduce the cast. I'm Janelle Yee, she, her. I play Lazra, also she, her, and Asimar Warlock with a Pact of the Tome. I'm Lindsay Bowen, he, him. I play Nanpa Nine, an autonome fighter, he, they. Uh, my name is Joel Garland. I play Gray, a minotaur who's come to think he's a bard. I am he, him. I'm Naharna Shell, she, her, I play Roxy, she, her, a wood elf, the circle of the grasslands, druid, and also a rogue. Hey, I'm Russ Moore. I'm your dungeon master today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to see what happens. Acting Captain's Log, Nanpa 9, Otter Gnome. We have left the Tarrasque far behind, thanks to a favorable current in the Astral Sea. Our ship, however, is no ship at all, but instead a ship-like ornament 
on an enormous birdbath on the roof of a rather tasteful clockwork mansion full of androids and refugee swamp people. Long story. Having no effective means of steering, we careened off the Astral Sea, through a crystal pod, and crashed on a strangely familiar Toriel-class world. I swear I've been here before. As soon as I'm done with this log, I will propose that we form a ground team and buy or fabricate masts, spars, rope, and kettles of boiling whiskey in order to rig the entire mansion roof so that we might get underway again. The party of groundling adventurers I have to thank for being spacebound at all are heroic and kind, but untrusting. They won't even let me dictate this captain's log in private and are staring at me as I speak. They consist of a traumatized Minotaur veteran. You, you want to see traumatized? A spooky Asimar child who I am suspect... I'm an adult now. An adult Asimar child whom I suspect is under the thrall of a hidden power. And the most headstrong elf I have ever met. And that includes Rascal Gar the Cataclysmically Reckless from the former Arajanon Zed. He sounds fun. Also, the mansion's kitchens, or I suppose their galleys now, are out of ale. We should leave. We should leave. How am I going to function? Uh, a creaky wood door it jars open rather quickly as the four adventurers pile out on top uh, onto the patio of this of this crashed building that now finds itself at the at the uh, shore's edge of a white sandy beach. There are palm trees all around. You see very exotic birds flying through the sky. Uh, whales and various other fish kind of hopping out of the, uh, of the water before you. And you step down the front two steps into uh, some shallow water. And coming around the corner, you see what looks like a, a grass beach hut um, with one figure uh, who is... At a distance, you can't quite make out too many features, tearing up the beach towards you. As they're doing that, I'd love for you to describe your characters to us. Who do we see and what state of disrepair having come out of uh, this, this, this lovely mansion that you've just come out of? So who is likely to have gone out first knowing that there's no ale? Oh, that'd be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm the gray Fairly tall minotaur standing at about six foot five, wearing a little bit too much armor for a bard. Looks like he just piloted a ship for the first time. He's got a drum down at his waist that he plays both on purpose and sort of as he walks about. He used to be quite a warrior and had a bit of an accident and is now uh, trying to find himself and deal with the music that's constantly in his head. And he looks like he needs some ale. Nanpah splashes into the shallow water beside Gray. He is a squat, three-foot-tall autonome, built from bronze metal and shaped like a kid's two-part snowman. He is floating in the water, much like a metal buoy would float in the water. The lower half of his lower sphere is made of some dense material that he usually rolls around on like a trackball. His volleyball-sized head has two green porthole eyes, a pince-nez just below, and a giant sculpted mustache that sticks out on either side of his face. His face is engraved with swirling grooves like a golden snitch, tracing out crow's feet and wrinkles. He's wearing a big black fez, and his spindly metal arms carry a comically large belaying pin and a big round shield. 
all of his gear is inlaid with metal and wires like a circuit board drawn by Jack Kirby. He looks over at the Minotaur and says, you could have warned me about the water. There's water. Gee, thanks. Little paddle wheels come out of either side of Nanpa's waist, and he's able to, to start to navigate uh, towards the sandy beach. He looks back over his head and says, Roxy, there's water. Thanks, Nanpa. Roxy, very tall, very athletic, thin, almost spindly, looks kind of like a very thin little tree. She's got brown skin, gray eyes, and green hair, and that's just all over the place. She's not one for keeping herself, you know, all pritzy and everything. And though she's a former princess, she's more the adventuring type. She's all that she needs in her bag. She travels light, but she's ready for adventure. On one shoulder, she has a bag with her weapons, and on the other, she has a bag with all her gear for magic and for doing whatever she needs. All right, guys, we're here. I see grass that makes me want to take a nap, but I also want more ale. So let's see where we are and let's keep it moving. All right, Lazarus going to splash out behind Roxy. She is an Asimar warlock, usually hiding behind Roxy or Gray. She looks like a dainty young lady. Pretty much human with bright black eyes and straight black hair, uh, dressed in very light armor. A lot of black and white beads and shells jingle around her wrists, layered on top of each other. And around her neck, she wears a necklace with a wooden pendant carved into the shape of a goat's head. And as she splashes water behind Roxy, she says, I love peaches. Oh my God. Um, Where are we? Should we tell Russ about the hamster? <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. Um, yeah, we have a hamster, um, a normal hamster, not a giant space hamster, with tusks that has the very little brain of a very large orc in it named Tiny. Uh, you tell me, Joel, are we bringing Tiny? Or are we, I uh, mean... I think so. I don't know if I'd okay. leave Tiny with the inhabitants of a... That's true. The swamp people could eat Tiny. Yeah. So. All right. Um, Russ, you are now Tiny. Um, he is really too dumb to know what's going on. He's He's been a floor for a while, and then we transferred his, his mind from a floor into a hamster. So he's just sort of an aggressive, sweet hamster, and he lives in, in Gray's pocket, and he probably doesn't come out. But he might come out. He's there and we can, yeah. on some basic level, communicate with him more than you might a normal hamster. Absolutely. But not hey, a space hamster. Hey! It was a bit of a rough ride there. Hey, uh, hey, Gray? Oh, yeah. He doesn't talk. <laughs> no, he talks. He talks now. Yes, and, sir. You're a, you, say, you don't say you're a hamster who used to be an orc and a floor and then not have him talk. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome to the party. <laughs> so as uh, as will happen every arc on this show, physics, magic, house rules all work a little differently <laughs> on every planet. <laughs> on this planet, Tiny talks. Great. Well, ooh, you got to learn to steer a little bit better there, friend. It's my first time. Okay. How about the talking? You got quite a mouth on you. A uh, little little bump on the head, and it uh, jangled some things loose, I guess. That's good to hear. You want to stay yeah. in the pocket, or you want to 
Oh, yeah, it's cozy down one. here. Yeah. Great. Oh. Are you talking to your pants? <laughs> no. no. I'm a... No. I'm his pants hamster now. Uh, so when I people bring, say, I "Show her the hamster," leave going. Yeah. I'm talking to the hamster. I'm talking when, to Tiny. You can't see Tiny here. When people say, "Is that a hamster in your pocket?" or are "You just happy to see me?" He can legitimately say, "There's a hamster in his pocket." I thought you said this hamster didn't talk. It didn't talk. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Great. Welcome to interstellar travel. You never know what you're going to get next. Uh, you hear uh, fast footsteps coming from uh, the, the grass hut. Uh, and you see a, uh, a, a masculine present presenting human. Um, uh, he's got a, a, a tilted beret, which is a, a kind of a dirty, uh, dark brown color. He's got a long mustache that twirls out on his face. Uh, like Kind of like John Lennon circular glasses. Uh, in uh, more commoners, like a tunic and, and just work pants. And he comes screaming up. He's got, he's got towels in his arm. He says, excuse me, excuse me, friends. Uh, uh, oh, 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 that was a rough landing you had there. Here, t take a towel, dry off. Uh, this is, my name is Hillop. It's pleasure to have you at my fantastical getaway island retreat. Are these free? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's, you could dry off, and absolutely, we can have we can have them be free, and you stay as long as you need. And uh, it's an unusual form of uh, form of getting around town, as they say. Uh, I saw you falling from the sky. Where did you come from? Who are you? Why are you here? I mean, we haven't had people in a while, so this is good. I'm not going to question too much. Nanpa dries uh, his his big round metal body off with the towel, and then puts it into his backpack. Thank you very much, Hellop. Oh, you're you're welcome. You can you can keep you can keep it too. Yes. Yes, that's 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 what free means. Yep. Free use in your backpack now. Okay. Come 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 on up. You tell me the story as we walk. Uh, I will I will get you. You need to, you, you you look like you're a little tired around the eyes. Big big uh, your minotaur, sir. You need uh, something to rejuvenate. Ale. Oh yeah, we got the ale. Come on up. I'm with this guy. He's my new best friend. Hilly? Hello? Love it. Tiny wants some ale. Tiny's the hamster. Oh, uh, yeah, I love a little bit of ale. Just like a little thimble of it is probably enough for me. And a boiling kettle of whiskey, if you could supply that, good sir. Boiling kettle coming right up, sir. Okay, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we're getting right here to. We'll just check you in in the in the in the grass hut here. Uh, just put your names down on the on the on the welcome board, and uh, you tell me t tell me what uh, what seems to be what brought you to Hillop's fantastical getaway island retreat. Are we on a resort? <laughs> resort means relaxing and drinking. Oh yeah. Does yes, yes. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a startup resort. Uh, we had a lot of a lot of things happen uh, recently that uh, not many people have come uh, come. But uh, because uh, well, the Borwin family. Uh, I don't need to bore you with that. The Borwin family driving away business so that Hillop and his fantastical island retreat is no longer no longer making money. Uh, who needs to make? Right, uh, get you the ales. Uh, hey, uh, so there's a there's a competing resort. Is that the problem? Sounds like drama. Did they get Ja Rule in on it? Oh, you know Ja Rule too. 
Uh, oh yeah, everyone knows Ja Rule. Yeah, no, it's not Ja Rule. He's he's a uh, he's a uh, he's a peninsula over. But the Bo no, see the Borwins, they had this long time family thing. They put all these little artifacts on all the islands. So what have been coming by? Uh, adventurers and people just t digging up the island. So that that drove away people. Well, we are um, adventurers, but we're here to refit our mansion. We need. We need masts, we need ropes, we need sails. We're happy to pay or barter for them. You need masts and sails for your mansion? Yes. Be because it flies or well, sails. Well, uh, you asking falls. that question says to me that I shouldn't answer it. You're better off. Okay, so you need masts and sails. Yes, yes, we here at Hillops, we have masts, we have sails. We, uh, but if you require these things, obviously, if, if I say they're free, that uh, you put them into your knapsack, and then I will not see them anymore. Um, but perhaps, perhaps, you come, you have your drinks, you rest up, and then you, maybe you go, uh, if, you, if you could find all these items, then that would take them away, and then maybe all the adventures would go away. And then we could outfit your, your houseboat. Sounds simple. These artifacts are valuable enough that people are already digging in the ground for them. What's our finder's fee for the artifacts? Uh, well, you get your houseboat materials. You can have uh, all, all the ale you wish. You can have an extra towel. Uh, you could have... Uh, well, uh, these towels are very fluffy. They, thank you. I use they're high quality uh, towels. You rub it on a coconut and it makes it a little extra floofy. Is that a, a, a towel of floofing? Well, I, I tell you what, Hillop, as far as the artifacts themselves go, I'll make you a deal. Okay. If the amount of ale and whiskey we drink is more than the cost of the artifacts combined, we'll take the artifacts. Okay. Wait. If we drink less than that amount, you can keep the artifacts. Okay. If you drink more, okay, then you take the artifacts, which combined create a big weapon with the, okay. Uh, and, but if you drink less, then you keep, wait. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I like this planet. I'm not sure why we've started off with an accounting session. <laughs> Somebody give me a flag and an ale and point I to I can something. see why this business is failing. Drinking game. Uh, everybody, who fi every time we find an artifact, we have another <laughs> All right. deal. Love it. Uh, so come in. We'll find you your rooms. You stay just a little bit, and then you rest up, and then you can go on your way. He, uh, he leads you out of the grass hut and then through this cove of trees, which opens into this, um, this resort, more resort area with, with huts all around this, this center uh, lake in the middle of this, uh, in the middle of this island. Uh, looks crystal clear blue. Um, you see several workers, um, uh, tidying up, dusting things off, raking the sand. Doesn't appear to be anybody actually staying here, aside from now the four of you, five of you, if you include uh, include your hamster. And uh, as you pass some of these workers, you see that they, they all look exactly like Hillop. And not just like he's wearing the same thing. Uh, they, they appear to be the same person. Have hmm. I mentioned how much I like your mustache? This is... Uh, it, there are three within vicinity, and they all turn to you at the same time and say, Thank, Thank you. you. 
I'm going to tug on Roxy's arm. Be like, Roxy, I don't want to sound like a racist, but is it just me or do they all look the same? We don't want to say that they all look the same. They might be very different beings. We don't know until we get to know them. Hey, yeah, now you made me feel embarrassed. <laughs> you know, I'm very sheltered. I've never traveled before. We all, all think it, but you just said it. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> that was my mistake, I understand. <laughs> okay, we got you guys in the huts here. Uh, you just go in, you can get fancy, uh, and then we can go over like some of the islands where maybe the artifacts could be, and, uh, you know, just... Uh, oh, your ales, right! Uh, two other... Uh, Two other hillops walk up and hand you uh, big flagons of ale all, uh, and one steaming pot of whiskey or steaming hot boiling, boiling whiskey. And Nanpa hooks, hooks the uh, whiskey's spout up to his uh, little port for his mouth and starts inhaling it and rolls into the tent. Okay. Um, I guess he's going to give up on the conversation about artifacts. I'm going to drink some ale. Uh, you you hear you hear a voice yelling from the tent. Gray, don't sell past the clothes. We got a really good deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go check on one thing. I'll be right back, and we can talk about the. Uh, I got a picture I can show you of the artifacts that you're looking for. I just don't have it in my pants right now, so I will go get it, put it in there, and then come back and show you. Uh, you just relax. Kick your feet up by the pool. It's going to be a great time for you at Hillop's Fantastical Getaway Island Adventure Retreat. I forgot what it was. Sorry. <laughs> really got to work on your branding here. I can see why those other people are kicking your butt. <laughs> let's go to the pool. Yeah, let's go to the pool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Nanpa rolls back out of the tent. He's got some sun suntan oil that he is lubricating his joints with of his arms and his, and his little neck joint. God, even the autonomes need to worry about the sun. <laughs> we don't even know what kind of sun there's on this planet. Now it's a lubricant, but my God, <laughs> don't I love this. Nanpa, what? don't lubricate yourself in front of us. <laughs> we had this discussion before, Nanpa. I don't care if you brush your teeth in front of me. I'm going to lubricate my neck. <laughs> Tell me more about this toothbrushing. Uh, from behind each of you, there's a there's a new hillop that walks up, each with a different color hat. You're welcome to assign whichever color to your per personal hillop that you would like. Um, and each of them uh, presents you another towel and, and a tray of drinks and put it down beside you and, and say, well, uh, other, other hillop will be back soon. Uh, here you go. Uh, how is the pool so far? I mean, a little creepy, hillop. Why? There's a lot of you around. Uh, what's up with all the hillops? So oh. Yeah, do I have two towels and I'm double fisting drinks? Yeah, <laughs> standing by the pool. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're all about here. How many hillops are there? Ah, one, two, three, four. Uh, it's many. We are all over the place. We are clones. Uh, so we uh, we primarily exist here on the resort, but sometimes some of us go out, and then we are we always appear wherever we need to appear when the when our when our uh when who are tasked to uh really comes into view really comes into play we share share collective consciousness it's very interesting for no for clones so this is a clone island wait are you are you like organic or are you like nampa uh pinches himself i think i'm i think i'm organic yes 
all Hillop Island. Nanpa um, finishes his kettle of boiling whiskey and looks around. So you appear whenever you're needed, huh? Whenever I'm needed. And he drops the kettle of boiling whiskey to see if a hillop appears and catches it. A hillop appears, like, just reaches down from beside you and hands it back to you. You, sir, you dropped. Oh, yes. I, uh, could you fill it up, please? Oh, yes, of course. He runs off back to the kitchen. Nanpa oh, jumps onto a chaise long and, you know, probably crushes it and uh, says, I love being <laughs> off world, finally. Are you all called hillops? Uh, yes. If I want to call one of you, how do you know who I'm calling? You call Hillop. You say, hey, Hillop! <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what if, what if I want you? Just you. Well, well, that's the joy of Hillop, is that whoever is Hillop closest, uh, they come and they know exactly what you need. But what if I have a special bond with purple hat Hillop as opposed to oh. orange hat Hillop? Mm-hmm. Watch. And then he removes his hat, which is uh, orange. And pulls from his back pocket a purple hat and puts it on top of his head. <laughs> now we know you like the purple hat, so we will always have it for you. <laughs> That's not the same, Hillop. <laughs> yes, but after time, you won't know. Gray's brain is hurting. And as per the usual, he decides he needs to play some bagpipe music to clear his head. So he's going to sit by the pool. And play a sad bagpipe song. I want to see the Hillips dance. <laughs> a sad bagpipe song. <laughs> On your spring break. <laughs> uh, as you begin playing your sad bagpipe song, like the, the, the sound of it echoes out across the, the lake in front of you. Um, and s- several Hillips come out from around the sides and begin playing sad violin music alongside you. Oh, this is a nice resort. Yeah, this is worth it. Nanpa is lying in the wreckage of the Chezlon and has darkened the tint of his eyes to an almost black, so it looks like he's wearing shades. This isn't that weird. I mean, the termite aristocracy of Alubrion 7 works the same way. Just talk to whichever one you want. Ask him for a drink. It's all inclusive. Uh, you hear the sound of like a, a well. You hear the sound of a table grinding across the uh, the the pavement behind you, and you look and you turn and you see Hillop, which you can presume to be the first Hillop you you talk to, uh, waving a big map or something in his hand and pulling this table. It's very loud and awkward, pulling it across the entire complex towards you, and tries to pull it down in front of you and between all of you. <laughs> Whew. Hey, no, I got it. It's okay. Uh, and rolls out the map and says, okay, so this is a map of the islands around us. Uh, uh, at one point, all part of Hillop's, uh, Hillop's retreat, uh, but now uh, covered, just covered in people trying to find these artifacts, puts them together for some sort of power dynamic that exists within the, within the realms here in the world. And it's, oh. Excuse me. Gray, your plane's getting much better. <laughs> Suck a bag of bolts. <laughs> Suck a bag of bolts. Nanpa nine. Uh, uh, he he turns up a little dial under his ear. He says, "What what what's that, Gray?" Suck on bolts. A bag. Bag of bolts. Go clutch yourself, Gray. Such language, guys. We're here to drink and relax. Lazarus and I are relaxing. 
I don't know how to clutch myself, but it sounds lovely. Okay, so how do we get from one island to the other normally? Oh, well, we have a boat. Okay. Yeah, yeah we have one boat uh, around the other side of the island there, and uh, our our resident um, uh, ship person can take you to the islands that you need to go. Is his name Hillips? No, no, no. I, we do, with the Hillips aren't supposed to leave uh, the specific island. They do sometimes, as I mentioned previously. Um, but uh, for this purpose, we, ha- we hire someone who is very important and knows how boats work. Hillips don't know exactly how boats work. We can get you all the cool things like you need. You need the mast and the sheet and the, and the whatever else you said earlier. I wrote it down. Uh, don't worry, it will be all fixed up by the time you get back. Uh, I promise you, it will work exactly as you requested. Put lots of towels in there for us. <laughs> Padded when it crashes onto next place. Ah. Hillip, would you, would you wear this towel around your waist so we know which Hillip you are? Oh, sh- oh sure, yeah. Okay. Thanks. Don't, you don't have to take anything off. You could just put it oh, on. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I, uh, yes, of course. I was getting into the spirit of the pool. Uh, I have my swim shorts on underneath, but I, yeah, I will just put the towel on. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. We're all having fun here. No, no, no. Just you have fun. Oh, you just don't have fun. No, you played sad music. Do you want to talk about something? <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to talk. Okay. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Hillip, I'd love to meet this boat person. Uh, does this boat person know all the Hillips? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've been here for a little bit. Uh, they know uh, Hillip. They know Hillip. And then they know Hillip. Uh, and then Hillip sometimes takes uh, the, 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 the food and the drinks that they want on the boat, because they don't leave the boat too many times, because they are taking people around. Um, but we'll meet them. Uh, so you, you look at the map on the table uh, before you move on. Uh, there are five specific islands, a lot of other little islands. Um, but there's the Dragon Isle, which is the largest island. There is, he points to a, a, a very small island at the mouth of like this, uh, this inlet of this peninsula. Um, he says, this is the island we are on right here. This is Hillop's entry point. Uh, you come here. Yes. Uh, you come here and uh, this is where you check in. And then you go uh, out to, to the other islands for like day trips and and spa retreats and hot stone things. And then you come back and you you sleep and then you go out and do it again the next day. That's how it works. Uh, so the largest one is the Dragon Isle. Uh, there are four <laughs> others that are Ulger's uh, Isle, Island of Ka Ka Ka. <laughs> uh, Palder, P-A-L-D-I-R, and Fang Rocks. I mean, I do not want to start with Dragon Island. <laughs> they all sound <laughs> equally safe, but caw, 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 how bad could that be? Caw, 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 can't be that bad. It's, it's, there's a, uh, some very interesting um, like bird-type people who live there. They are very welcoming. Welcoming. Hollow bones. Sounds like a good place to start. And pointy beaks. Uh, I don't know. Do you ever make out with a cassowary? I try not to make out with too many creatures that are sharper than I am. Well, you <laughs> must have a very sad love life. 
Hey there, lonely girl. <laughs> a lot of people lonely are not girl. into the possibility of disembowelment. <laughs> hey, I know where all my holes are. I don't need any new ones unless I ask for them. Some of us take them where we can get them. Don't need a new entry point. <laughs> Speaking of which, Hillop, this is the most relaxed entry point I've ever seen. Oh, yes. We'd like to make sure it's just relaxed and soothed and just ready to just uh, take on everything that comes before it. Well, let's go to call, call, call. <laughs> go to call, call, call. But if we don't start rolling, we're never going to get this, this this thing done and the uh, the cordage and yardage and sparage we need for the mansion. So okay. let's stop clicking around. Uh, he pulls out a notebook and he's like, cordage and yardage and sparage. Uh, you didn't mention that at the beginning. We will find that too. Don't worry. Everybody's drinks are replenished, and he leads you to the other side of this island uh, where there is a dock and a, a uh, not a huge ship, but like a uh, like a day sail ship. Um, you walk down onto the docks, and Hillop calls out, uh, Hey! Hey! Uh, uh, Flamikens! Flamikens, are you on there? And coming up from uh, beneath deck, uh, there is a small goblin. Uh, with uh, flaming purple hair, a red dress, and she's got this brown uh, leather jacket on, and she uh, coughs. <coughs> yeah. Oh, what do we got? Uh, well, these people would like to go around and try and find the artifacts so we can get people on uh, uh back into and just up in business and money, uh, because people equals uh, relaxation equals money. It's just an upward growth trend uh, on our business plan. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, come on aboard. Uh, you all have, you're all wearing your customary name tags, of course. I see. Okay, so we've got uh, Nampon 9, Gray, Roxy, Lazra. Nice to meet you. I'm Flamikins. I used to be a pirate. Now I take people from island to island and have less fun. Flamikins, I think our hamster has something to say. Uh, uh, I'm just climbing out of the pocket here. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> hey, Greg, it's a little tight in here. Hey, could you just loosen loosen the drawstrings? Just a, just a cinch. Shithing. Thanks. Uh, pleasure to meet you, Flamikins. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really great to meet you. Uh, what, what's, what's, cool? what's the special of the day? Uh, well, it's, uh, we got a trout. Uh, we'll serve that kind of midway. Uh, it's got a little pepper and uh, and potato situation happening, but it comes from the the the, the restaurant potatoes. Uh, they're well known in the region. Okay, well that's great. You let me know when the potatoes are ready. I'm gonna climb back in here. Okay, yeah, cinch it back up. All right. So, which island do you recommend we start on, Flamikins? Oh, did did he show you what you were collecting, or did you ask what you were collecting? We just know go to the island, find a thing. We just know artifacts. Oh, good lord. What's over on Cha Cha Cha? Any clues there? <laughs> I think it's call, call, call. Yeah, we can go to I'm call. I'm Cha Cha Cha. <laughs> In your former pirate days, Flamikins, which mm -hmm. island would you have gone to first? Oh, well, uh, are you looking for uh, like big adventure or like easing into it? Easy. Easy. Okay. Yeah, I got a nice little fuss, so we'll start easy. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Island of Ka 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 is pretty good. Uh, I mean, Dragon Isle's a, a real hoot and a half. I like hoots. 
I think I'm only up for half a hoot today. Okay. Island, <laughs> Island of Caw Caw Caw, then I guess is probably a good place. Island of Caw 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 it is, guys. I'm shocked we got Roxy to agree to anything but the but the most challenging thing. So let's let's take the win. Go to Caw Caw Caw. Well, all right. Well, you know, you got to do your warm-up stretches. <laughs> if I'm the only ones up for adventure, it's no fun, man. <laughs> hey, hello. <laughs> oh, oh, hey! We need pictures of five artifacts, please. Oh, yeah, coming right on up, buddy. Uh, I'm going to text you an image here. Oh. Uh, oh, I'm excited to use my phone. He brings up a, a, a page that has uh, what looks like a sword uh, with a, like a mace on the end. Um, he comes up onto the, the ship and hands this to you and says, As each of these individual items here that are clearly numbered are the things that you are looking for. Uh, you've got some mace, uh, which is uh, pretty sure the one you're looking at if you're going to car, car, car. Um, and then there's the hilt, the blade, the pommel, and the jewel. All of these put together, they create this powerful uh, energy that uh, people are very cool, very cool to get a hold of right now, and they want to make sure that that they are the first ones to get it, because then it, it, it grants them ownership of different regions in the land, which you don't care about, because you are busy sailing around on your mansion, but... Uh, for uh, for us, it it means uh, they are tearing up our islands. Obviously, back to the problem at hand here. You're Hillip. You're hoping to to rule over everyone with this. No, no. Fantastic. No. Hillips yeah. don't rule. Hillips help. Although helping could rule rule could help everybody. No, don't can, can rule with an iron towel. That's right. <laughs> I like it. Like a, I like that. testicle looking mace up there. I think you'd make an amazing ruler. Oh. Why not resortize this entire dimension? Oh, okay. I like the cut of your jib there, tiny robot man. Uh, we will uh, mull over what it would be if Hillop was ruling everywhere and always. And then when you get back, we will tell you about the rules that we have put in place while you were gone. I knew it. Uh, he hops off, hands you that. Uh, of course, you have the, the map before you as well. Uh, scurries down onto the uh, the dock and like, slaps the side of the ship and says, All right, get going! Flamekins hoist the sail and out you roll into the ocean before you. Um, it's a better part of a day if you, there's no reason to take a long rest, but you could assume that you have taken a long rest and you pull up to a, uh, an island a little larger than the one you left. Uh, there are many high trees, uh, all over the island, um, as well as a lot of different cave systems kind of around the edge, uh, Flamekin's Doxians. <clears throat> well, uh, the potatoes were, uh, were, were to everybody's liking, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Nice potatoes. Yeah, good. All you right. got lovely potatoes for me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying so. I let the hamster eat mine. Yeah, they were really good. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, back into the pocket. <laughs> it's getting a little tighter. It's eating so many potatoes, but that's okay. All right, uh, so I'll just kind of wait here just in case you got to make a, a quick dash. I'll be, your, I'll be your, your, your wheel. 
You're real pirate out here on the ocean. Flamekins, what is a caw caw caw? Oh, well, uh, caw 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 is the sound a bird makes. The sound a bird makes or a specific bird makes? Oh, well, birds in general just, just uh, well, like a raven would probably say caw caw caw, but this is a home to like kenkus. Do you know what a kenku is? I have no fucking idea what a kenku is. Oh, cool. Is. Cool, cool, cool. Is it cool. a large yeah. bird? Uh, they are a large bird, kind of look like uh, a little bit bigger than me, a little bit smaller than you, uh, somewhere in the middle there. And uh, they, they, uh, while they can say caw caw caw, they repeat things that other people say. Okay. Uh, like a pesky pirate. Pesky pirate? <laughs> parrot! Freudian Hold on a there. second. Pirate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Parrot? I mean, I can be a pesky pirate. That's fine, too. Yeah, I'll roll with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be your pesky pirate. Mm. <laughs> All right, we gotta, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get out of here. These drinks were too good. <laughs> All right. Big birds and adventure and treasure. Woohoo! This is going to be great. Roll onto the beach and stepping out from uh, from the trees and from some of the brush, there are two crow or raven looking birds, but they're humanoid. So they're uh, humanoid size. So like four to four and a half feet tall, wearing green uh, tunics uh, over top of them that have hoods and they come out and in a deep voice, the first one says, hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. And in a kind of an older voice, uh, begins to say, what are you here for? Which, which uh, part of the thing are we here for? We're here for a mace. We're checking it out. Are you here to wreck our island? That's not what no. we, no, no, no. Oh. No, no, no. We're very, we're very responsible. I mean, we're capable, but we have no interest in wrecking your island. I'm going to smack Gray's arm. <laughs> he, the, both birds uh, turn and kind of flag you to follow them. Uh, they lead you into the trees, unless you decide you don't want to, but they lead you into the trees. And everywhere you see huge holes dug. Uh, beside some of the trees, there are, there's a random broken shovel or, um, or spade. They're just kind of shaking their heads as they're walking through. Until you get to a clearing where there is a, uh, a small huts and then a bunch of higher up treetop huts. And they turn and look at you and in a, like a child's voice say, adventurers have been hunting, uh, hunting for something hidden here. And they, they wrecked everything. What do you normally keep in the ground? Second one in a much deeper voice. Uh, worms? Uh... <laughs> Soil. Oh, those are important. Insects too. Insects. That is a lot of wreckage for worms, soil, and incense. What are your thoughts on Hillops? I asked the Kenku. Hillop is a really cool guy, is what one of them okay. says. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that doesn't sound like a reliable source to me. Can someone else tell me what they think of Hillops? <laughs> um, uh, the, one of the birds uh, in the voice of Flamikins, who was left back at the at the boat. Yeah, Hillops a pretty great guy. He uh, employs uh, many people, and people come here to have a great time. This doesn't look like a great time. 
Blink once if you like hillups. Blink twice if you don't like hillups. Uh, both of them blink once. Okay. Wait, wait. Was that twice? Because there's two of them. No. <laughs> Look, we're here at Hillip's request. I'm sure you hear this a lot, but if we find the thing, then all these other people out there looking for the thing will go away. That would be great. And if you don't mind just busting a couple of heads along the way, who's to say? I'm sure we can circumvent that if Gray just plays the bagpipes annoyingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> Everyone will leave of their own free will. Do you like the bagpipes? Me? I love no, the bagpipes. No, no, it's the birds. <laughs> uh, they, both blink, they both blink once. Okay, well, <laughs> it's time to play a bagpipe song. Oh no, we just met these birds. I want to play something that the birds will really like. Okay. Make a performance roll. First roll of the game. Uh, a nine. That's, you know, terrible. <laughs> Including your bonus? That's it? <laughs> That's it. He, he's not rolled higher than a 10 this, for a wow. performance this entire game. Okay. Anytime uh, any that involves a bagpipes, I can't roll with a damn. If I was to play the drums, I'm sure I'd knock it out of the park. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, yeah, you start to play bagpipes and... Um, more more Kenku come out of like the higher up uh, huts and are everybody's kind of staring down and watching you. And as you get partway through the song that you're playing, all of it begins to echo back to you in the in the exact same song in in like a round. So it's like this round cacophony of this bagpipe song being played from yes. everywhere in this village. Perfect. Keep doing this and all the adventurers will want to leave. Uh, they give you uh, some loose directions on how to get to this cave system on, uh, on, on a far side of an island. Uh, you uh, head off through the trees and make your way down to it. Roxy, your probably uh, ability or tracking ability or kind of nature awareness is probably the highest of the group, uh, I would say. Uh, you notice that there are several sets of uh, what appear to be humanoid footsteps, like heavy boots and, and, and tracking boots and combat attire um, that are going to and from this specific location. There is one group of maybe three, possibly four that look pretty recent heading down this way that you're following. Ah, guys, this seems to be the way, because whoever these tracks belong to, they keep coming back. I think they may have found something or on the verge of it, so maybe we should make our way this way? Can you tell how recently they were through here? They are very fresh, so it seems like this happened today. Just probably just before we even got here, so wonder if I could make my way up ahead. I'm going to climb up these trees here and see if I could see who's up ahead. Uh, yeah, you could do, uh, nature or survival would be another good one. Okay. Depending on which one you're- Yeah, let me go with survival. Okay. 24, better than a nine. <laughs> yeah, well, she should she, give her a pair of bagpipes and see what happens. Yeah. You nimbly scale up this tree and you're able to, uh, find a clearing that, uh, opens up into like this wide mouth of a cave that is has waves crashing into it from from the ocean um you do see two people uh in full 
combat gear and with adventuring gear and backpacks and swords and all that, uh, rounding a corner into this cave as you as you view it. So now they're they've disappeared into it, but it looks like they're heading that way. Yeah, just as I suspected. There's a couple of people already headed toward the cave up ahead. So you guys ready to crack some heads and say, ha ha, we found it first? I mean... I will admit I'm a little overzealous. I'm excited. I'm going to hanker in for some adventure. Let's just see what they're up to before we crack ahead. All right. All right. Roxy, I'm not known for my subtlety, so I certainly want to keep the head cracking in our back pockets. All right, but still there. It's in our pockets, but it's still there. Hey, don't put too much in your pockets, okay? Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Happy to lead, Rox, unless you want to go scout ahead, and then I'll lead the rest of the group. I will scout ahead just in case there are some other things to keep our eyes and ears sharp for, and then you can definitely lead us. And and just to let you know, Rox, uh, uh, Russ, that's our general marching order is I'm the fighter and she's a scout. And Janelle and I apparently just sit in the back and play the freaking bagpipes. Yeah, yeah. Warlock in the back. <laughs> Janelle's, Janelle's squishy. We're not even sure that she's an adult yet. I mean, I think she's sure. I think she's sure. I'm, dr- I'm here. I'm drinking ale. <laughs> you guys are in trouble if I'm not an adult. <laughs> yeah, check the content warnings, everybody. <laughs> Every planet has different minimum drinking ages. What's oh, a maximum drinking age? I'm 400, so higher than that. Uh, Roxy, you scout ahead. Uh, you make it to uh, to a vantage point near the mouth of the cave, um, it, where it's very clear that you know that's where you saw the two people kind of disappear. But the the tracks themselves um, allude to the fact that there are in fact four people in their party who might have gone in uh, a touch earlier. Uh, so following in behind, uh, you can get across two the mouth of the cave by either swimming or hopping over some um, some precarious rocks or climbing along the side of this very thin embankment that wraps around this cave to get to the mouth of it. I'm going to go around the cave. Okay. I'm going to say you would probably make it pretty easily. Uh, so it's a little slippery for you, but you uh, uh, your your awareness and ability in the in the uh, in the outdoors, uh, you nimbly make it across um, and are at the mouth of the cave where you hear the sound of conversation inside. It's kind of echoing and reverberating off the walls. Um, the exact words are unclear, but the longer you listen, uh, you think that you hear something to the effect of, yeah, we get this mace, then uh, everything else will be a little bit easier after that. We'll get that power of this, and then people, you know, those birds can stop hassling us. I don't want to leave the group. Well, at least now I know the mace is there. How far away am I from everybody else? Are they far enough that they can or can't see me? I want to send a signal. They can probably see you, because I imagine you would have kind of left them at where, you know, the the diversion point was where you could have picked where to go. Um, so they could see you from the mouth of the cave if you want to send them a signal, uh, but they're pretty far back if you were to try and communicate something verbally to them. You know what? I'm going to make a noise with a couple of these rocks just to get my team's attention. Okay. Yeah, use a little druid craft to make some nature sounds to alert the team that, hey guys, over this way. Awesome. But I want to be so stealthy with it that I don't alert the people in the cave. Love it. Uh, from from where the three of you are standing, you see Roxy hiding off to the side so as not to be seen by whoever is in the cave. 
what's what sound is it that you make? I'm gonna make a sound that's similar to bagpipe. I swear, I just heard Jeez. a squirrel fart. Did you guys hear a squirrel fart? <laughs> Can't stand these bagpipe critics. Bagpipe is a beautiful instrument. Okay, it's beautiful. It speaks to my soul. It might have been tiny. <laughs> so, at any rate. Nan pause. Oh, sorry. Don't just step on tiny. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah, don't don't step on tiny. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. I almost rolled right on you, tiny. Here. And uh Nanpa is is going to uh splash down into the water because there's no way he can he can go on that little ledge. Right. He's gonna yell, Mopar! And splash into the water and bob and engage his little paddle wheels and go across the water awesome uh how do the other two of you wish to proceed across am i going to be able to make that ledge or am i too big for that ledge yeah it's pretty narrow um with all your armor and you know yeah you've got you're all covered in armor too right um you could try to make it across the ledge uh with a with an athletics or an acrobatics role um you get the sense that you might be able to make the, the rock platforms a little bit easier would again. I'd like to try the platforms. I'll try the platforms. Awesome. Uh, roll athletics, Athlet- athletics and or acrobatics, whichever is better for you. Uh, really, it's athletics is best. Okay. 18. Awesome. So that, yeah, definitely enough. So describe how using your, your brute strength uh, and, and ability, you, cl- you leap across these platforms. Uh, well, you know, the thing is, there's a big cave coming up, and I'm excited about the sounds in there, and this bagpipe has been failing me. So really what I'm going for is how to best thump my way from platform to platform to get a rhythm going, because I just feel the need for rhythm today. I just need some drums in my life. And so it's more about jumping to land on the four, on the four, on the four, than just getting across as a big beast. I just want to make sure I can keep the timing of it all yeah, the, together. The timing is perfect as you're leaping across there. Hit to the hoom. Hit to the hoom. Hit to the It's hoom. almost matching up to the crashing waves so that any extra sound that you are making is is uh, is covered and so as not to be heard by anybody else that could be up ahead. <sighs> I don't believe I can do it as well as Gray, but uh, <laughs> I guess I have to... Also try hopping over. <laughs> uh, yeah, roll, roll athletics and or ath- acrobatics. Uh, both zero, I see for you. Uh, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> it's oh just your straight ability. Oh no! Okay. Poor Lazra. Lazra, you you see Gray leaping when time like it looks e- it looks too easy for you, and hesitantly you begin to jump. And the first couple you make. Well, with relatively little problem, and then a large wave comes crashing up, making it super slick where you land, and you lose your footing and fall down towards the ocean below you. And as this wave falls back, you see that there are sharp rocks down <laughs> beneath the water. And with a loud splash, that's where we'll end this episode. Oh.
Well, it was nice playing with you guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Next week, we'll have a new fourth player. Um, and uh, I will see what uh, uh, her character is going to be. And Gray will be playing the funeral bagpipes. Funeral bagpipes, which is an insult. <laughs> How am I so bad at the bagpipes? I don't know. Janelle, I, I hope you'll still join our Patreon. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about later. Did you like it? I thought you would. Okay, now search for Space Podity and subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, I'm going to go have a nap now. Bye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down, what stories really stick with you? Presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi, My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls. A man's face, set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. Now playing from Voyage Media, in association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4. A new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts.